Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to Esteemed deaf pals, now it turns out some of you have been complaining that these episodes aren't long enough. (laughs) Well then, you'll be dying to know that this isn't all of it, you wonderful twits. After you've finished hearing how your favourite guests are going to peg it, they join me over at Six Feet Under to read through your real-life deaf-related anecdotes. The guy leading the service was the loudest singer. So he's like, whoa, (laughs) top of his voice. And tell us what they're taking to the grave with them. For just $2.99 a month, you get all that and every episode completely (sighs) ad-free. The dream. So, as the Grim Reaper says, get on with it and subscribe. Head to wherethersawillthersweight.com for details. Right, let's get cracking. Hello, I'm Cathy Burke. And welcome to this overindulged corner of the podcast sphere, where every meal is spilling off the plate, custard drips from the corner of your mouth, and only a twat leaves the last canopy out of politeness. Hang on. Who's over there whipping up a spotted dick? Oh, of course. It's only the legend of the TV cooking world. Oh, Fanny, that smells delicious. Welcome to... Where there's a will, there's a wake. As we drag our heels down this long winding road they call life, it's time to welcome our guests to this crumbling kingdom. While some podcasts like to probe their guests about their eating habits, on this show we ask you what you're stuffing in your face before you stuff it. Because if your impending death doesn't bring on your appetite, I don't know what will. So, joining us today to talk about their dream death is the wonderful... Oh, I'm happy with that. Oh, yeah, do you like that yeah, intro? Yeah, I like it. Well, I, I listen to this podcast, Cathy, so... Oh, you do? Oh, you do? Amazing. The jingle was not a surprise to me, uh-huh. but I was thinking, what was it going to be like? Am I going to get a good one? And I'm happy with that. Ed Gamble. Yeah. Yeah. It felt good. Yeah. <laughs> they they put in a bit of an effort for you, Ed Gamble. <laughs> so, before we kick off, you got anything to plug? Oh, always. Go on, mate. Got a book coming out in October? Yes, which I'm really looking forward to, actually. What's it called again? It's called Glutton, The Multicourse Life of a Very Greedy Boy. Beautiful. Which I'm regretting such a long title, because every time I say it, I really have to think about it. (laughs) There's lots of areas to trip up within the sentence. Um, But no, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's like my life through food, basically. Very good, because obviously our listeners are, are very aware of your wonderful podcast that you do with James A. Custer. Yes. Called Off Menu. So how long have you been doing that now? Since like 2018, I think. So wow. Yeah, coming up on five years. Wow. Yeah. 
God, I've only, how long have I done on this? Five months, I'm already fucked. <laughs> it's like, gee whiz. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do feel that after, I say five months is probably that point where you're like, I can't believe we're still doing this. Yeah, yeah. But then it just becomes part of your life. And so whose idea was it initially? It was my idea to do a podcast. Uh-huh. And then the format, I think James sent over in one text. It, nice. it, it was that quick. I said, let's do a podcast about food. And he was like, yeah, and we should ask people their dream meals. And then the gen- he's a genie in the podcast, and he did that without asking me in the first episode. Uh-huh. So that was that locked in. Because I think if we discussed it beforehand, <laughs> I probably would have said, a bit weird that you're a genie, James. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, yeah. But then it was too late by the time he did it. <laughs> Stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, which is the best way to do things creatively, I think. Uh-huh. I think you just have to do them on the hoof and see what happens. Absolutely. And you got a tour, Hot Diggity Dog? Hot Diggity Dog, yeah, that'll be next year uh-huh. uh, at some point. Uh, so, yeah, that's a sign-up to mailing list sort of situation wait for it to be announced but yeah that'll start in March next year I think nice do you like doing it though stand up yeah I love it yeah I really like it you know get a show you're happy with I like that process of building a show Mm -hmm. and then getting to tour it everywhere is fantastic yeah because also I'm at a stage where you know I get a tour manager and a support act and all of that so we're a little gang on the road rather than the old days where I had to drive myself everywhere and do all the technical stuff and very lonely yeah hated that Although my lovely friend Joe Brand, mm. don't know how she feels about it nowadays, but she used to love the lonely road, yeah, the journeys to the gigs and all that, driving herself. Now and again, it's fine as long mm. as I can get home that night. Otherwise, I need the the only people I speak to in a day can't be audience members, right? I need someone <laughs> else to speak to. Otherwise, you do go absolutely insane. Yeah, that must be weird. Yeah, I've had gigs where I've realised the first person I've spoken to in the day is when I'm on stage. A like, heckler. Yeah. <laughs> Someone telling you to fuck yeah. off. You're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> well, lovely. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. I don't know if you've realised, but we didn't have this in the first series, but we've done a little bit of thievery from your podcast. I have realised this, Kathy. Yes. And so now we open with The Last Supper. The So what do you think? What would your last meal be? Well, I think it has to be something that I don't eat on a regular basis mm. now. It needs to feel like a special occasion. Yeah. And I used to be a fan of, well, I was I was a bigger guy back in the day, but I'm also type 1 diabetic, so there's some things that I have to avoid. Oh, okay. Just because they're a lot of hassle, yeah. admin-wise. So I'd like a massive pizza, uh-huh. but like one of those awful American Pizza Hut-style pizzas where they're thick base. It's basically like having a cake yeah. with cheese on it. Ooh. I want one of those. Yeah. And they are a bit gross. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm dying, right? Yeah. And what topping then? Oh, so the pepperoni feast from Pizza Hut, which is double cheese, double pepperoni. Oh, jeez, just makes me feel sick thinking well, about it. wait for this then. I want the stuffed crust with... Which was something I didn't know about until Gus Khan came on. Did he talk about the stuffed crust as well? Uh, I'd never heard of this stuffed crust. Yeah. Had you not? No. Where have you been living, Cathy? What I, rock I, have you been under? Well, I'm, I'm not a very big sort of pizza orderer. Right, yeah. 
And if I do order a pizza, I tend to go for like a home meal base. And yeah, okay. It's like a sort of healthy Yeah, no pizza. point in having a pizza, really, if you're doing that. Well, no, it's delicious. It's delicious <laughs> with a home meal base and no, no crust stuffed at all. But this fascinates me. So the crust, how do they get the stuffing in the crust then? So that's like such fake cheese anyway, isn't it? So uh, it's pretty solid. It's almost like a cheese string. Do you know those things? Oh, yeah. And they like roll the dough over it to make the crust. So oh, it's I in the, see. And you can get a cheese and pepperoni one. And that's what I'll have before I die, please. And yeah, it's sort of, yeah, it's perfect. It never looks like it does on the adverts because on the adverts it's all stretching. Oh, right. Oh, but really, right. it's quite solid in there. Oh, gee whiz. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen, it's your death. Yeah. You can have what you want, but it's just really interesting, all this sort of gross food mm-hmm. that's made its way over from the States. Yes. I sort of missed out on it. I think I would have loved all this as a kid. Yeah. But being a veggie, yeah, you sort of don't pay much attention to things stuffed with meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, here's a meat thing and there's yeah. more meat in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those horrible bird in a bird in a bird. To ducken. To ducken, yeah. Ducken, yeah. Have you read one of them? I've not had one of them, but they look like a nightmare to cook to me. It seems like a stupid idea because yeah. all the birds cook at different rates. So yes, it's over the top, isn't it? It just seems a bit, that seems a bit decadent to me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just some twat showing off, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I think uh, I read um, an article over the weekend about this restaurant where the staff are sort of horrible to the customers. You know about oh, yeah, like, is it a diner? Well, there's that diner yeah. up north, yeah. which sort of looks like good fun. Yeah, it actually. does, yeah. Karen's Diner is the one that actually looks like good fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people, they walk in and people abuse them. No, this one is like a proper posh Michelin star and I don't know whether it's the star but the chef comes out and has a go at people if they're not happy and there's something like you know fucking stupid like 20 courses on the tasting menu and and he comes out and has a go and he, well he came out and he had a go at someone yeah because they do that thing the atmosphere they were sort of burning birchwood or something right and so somebody had to get up and leave yeah. because you know smoking and like she might have been asthmatic yeah and then the chef comes out and has a go and says, get out. Do you know what I mean? What the fuck? <laughs> I just don't understand So it. is that part of the experience or is that just... I just think you got the ump yeah. with that one person. <laughs> but you sort of think, well, if I go there, you'd want the chef to get the ump. Yeah, because, you would, yeah. You know. You'd be looking for things to complain about. But I thought those days of like the Gordon Ramsay's, the sort of hardcore shouty chef. Yeah. I thought all that had died out. I think there's still a a lot of them knocking around, to be honest. The old school guys. Why do you think they're like, do you think just because they're hot all the time? I think boiling and then it's also almost that that French style of cooking comes from sort of a military background, the way the kitchens are organised. So they're like, they're almost like army generals, like organising the troops. But it's all very, it's very macho. Yeah, it's just fucking cunty at the end of the day. (laughs) Just like, just boil us an egg and shut up. (laughs) I think, right. I think you should go to that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, sure, and when the sure chef that. comes out, say, boil us an egg and shut up. Boil us an egg and shut up. Well, I did tell Gordon Ramsay to cook me something else. I think I talked about that on your show. Yeah. But he said he was going to do me a risotto. Yeah. I said, no, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, Gordon. Sorry about that. But no, I'm not having a risotto. Thanks. Don't Even like a Gordon it. Ramsay risotto. Yeah, I don't like it. So anyway, he did me a nice uh, mushroom tangly telly. Better. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. He can cook, to be fair to him. He can cook. He's an angry boy, but he can cook. He can. Right, well, lovely. Well, for your last supper, 
you will have a stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> you know? Okay, let's move on to... The Death. Right, so we're going to flash forward in this fantasy world. It's the day of your death. Lovely. So, what's happened? Have you pegged it? Well, I think, realistically, if I ate enough stuffed crust pizza, that would probably kill me. Yeah. So I'd actually quite like to die by my last food. Oh, really? Like yeah. a sort of heart attack, sort of choking up? I think, yeah. Puking out. A, a mixture of sort of heart attack, uh, constipation and diarrhoea all at the same time, if that's possible. <laughs> and just general sort of, because that sort of food makes me feel depressed as well. So maybe I'm just so sad that suddenly I die of food. <laughs> die of gluttony. Yeah. Oh, it was sort of a horrible way to go, because you'd be all sweaty and yeah. stuffed. Well, and... I, yeah, I'm, I'm sweaty most of the time. Time anyway, Kevin, oh, likewise, <laughs> darling. Proper sweaty Betty. Anyway, where were we? So the death. So yes. you want to die of overeating? Yes, please. Because you used to be a fatty. Yeah. And I'm a fatty, so I can use that word. And so did you eat a lot then as a kid? Yeah, I loved it. I yeah. would, uh, yeah, ate a lot as a kid and then really started to eat a lot as a teenager. And then when I went to uni, when there was absolutely no one controlling <laughs> what I had to eat or no yeah. one saying, maybe you shouldn't have that third portion. Right. That was me all day eating and just go from place to place, go on a little, almost like a pub crawl, but with, like, cafes. Amazing. And get big bags of stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do miss it. Uh-huh. I do miss it, the the sheer gluttony of it, but, yeah, sort of probably <laughs> probably should have stopped. But then, but you're very trim now, so... Well, I, I'm one of those awful people who worked out that I quite like exercise, so oh, I good. never thought I'd be that guy. Yeah. I used to really look down on the exercise people. Uh-huh. I thought it was really, what a sad life I thought these people led, but now I, I quite enjoy it. And so it gives you a bit of a high and stuff. Yeah, totally, yeah, I get a bit of a buzz off it, but I, I love food even more now. Because you know it's not going to make you fat because you'll go out and do some exercise. I'm just hungrier because of the exercise. And, oh, yeah. And also I pick nicer food. I'm more into it now rather than just gobbling sort of bowls of whatever's in front of me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I feel good about it. So so you've pegged it from overeating, yes. from gluttony. How do you think the public are going to respond to this? Oh, well, you'd like to hope there'd be some sort of huge outcry and, you know, top line on the BBC News website, maybe. Oh, nice, yeah. Maybe, but it'd probably be down the bottom, you know, when you've got a scroll. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> probably down <laughs> down the bottom towards, like, entertainment news, along with what time EastEnders is on tonight. That would probably be what it is. But what about an obituary, then? Where yeah, would you like? Them. Yeah, yeah, where? Yeah, Metal Hammer magazine. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't realise you were such a headbanger. Well, you said on your stand-up, and, you know, and I thought, oh, i better look up a couple of things. Gee whiz. I mean, <laughs> that's it, isn't it? That's me. I like a bit of, yeah, for yeah. sure. I absolutely love it. So I feel very at home here. This is. Well, you know, our gothic sort of um, environment. Because it is, it's all it's all about death. And... Yeah, a lot of stuff about death. Yeah. And, you know, or- horrible stuff. Yeah. And you, uh, yeah, you've the got tattoos. your wonderful tattoos. Well, I actually think that's rather beautiful, this skeleton. Yes, he's great. I love this tattoo. And this guy was amazing. This guy called Kalahari, he draws it on with Sharpie. He doesn't use a stencil. He draws it on and then just tattoos over it. I love all that. I love skulls and... I basically not changed my taste since I was 13, Cathy. Yeah. So. <laughs> but how long would that tattoo take? This He's very quick, so that only took like an hour and a half. What? Yeah. Wowza. Some of them take, you know, a few hours. I've got some fairly intricate ones. Look at this one I got. What's this? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Who is it? Just a demon, and they've got like teeth coming out of their neck, uh-huh. and big old horns and teeth on their horns. But as it's, well. it's a lady, is it? I think you know. Uh, I'm I'm going to say you know non gender specific demon. I think. Yeah. Well, if that pops into your room, you're not going to ask the pronouns, are you? You're just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> and is that a big gash in the neck? Yeah, a big gash in the neck with nice. some teeth coming out. Yeah, I love all that. Oh, I bet your missus loves cuddling up with that <laughs> arm, didn't she, at night? Oh, let me just oh, give that a nice spooning. <laughs> Fucking hell. She's learnt to appreciate them now, I think. Right. What about reincarnation? I like the idea of it. Animal, vegetable, or <laughs> Even I forgot there was a jingle. Yeah, if you leave those pauses, I'm going to fill them. <laughs> like a crust in a, on a pizza. He will fill it yeah. and stuff it. What do you want to come back as? Animal, vegetable or mineral? I think I think animal. I okay. think I'd like some sort of sentience when I come back. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to just be sat there like a tree or... Oh, know. right. You know, I'd like to have a brain. I think. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I think when people talk about that, oh, I want to come back as a tree, they think of they've got eyes and they can see around them and they've got some sense of that they're a tree. But I don't think a tree knows it's a tree, does it? Uh, I don't know. They do sing to each other. Do they? They do. What are they singing to each other? Well, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like that unless I was a heavy metal tree. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't like that. <laughs> so yeah, I want to have a little brain in me, but yeah. um, I'd like to be like I say. We went on a safari holiday. Yeah, it's amazing, and there's a, lots of incredible animals. But my favourite were the little birds that sit on the back of elephants. Oh, they're very sweet, yeah. aren't they? And I like that it's a completely symbiotic relationship. So the elephants don't bother the birds because the birds are picking the fleas off the back of the elephant. That's it. So they're just like mates. They are. They're hanging out and doing stuff for each other. And hippos as well. Yeah, and hippos get them. And they're on giraffes as well. I think they're called oxpeckers. Oxpeckers. Oxpeckers, yeah. And they look like they've got a great life. Yeah. And also eating. Eating, exactly. (laughs) Their main main pastime is eating. Yeah. And they're not going to complain about anything either. They're not going to go, I don't like this flea. Uh Uh-huh. They're just going to get it down. So I feel like it's a very me, me animal. That is very you. Would you be able to cope with the heat? Oh, good point, actually. Mm -hmm. I guess I could shelter myself under under the elephant now and again. Yeah, mm, could tread on you. That's true. Well, then I just come back as something else. Well, no, but but I'm sure, you know, these birds and animals that live in these hot climates, they're acclimatised, aren't they? Is that the word? Yeah, I guess so. So they can... They're probably quite cool most of the time. Yeah. And also, I can just go for a little fly around. I bet that cools you down. Yeah, a little dive into the water and then... It sounds like a great life, doesn't it? It does, actually. I'm just yeah. going to go to that elephant over there. Yeah. <laughs> that one looks like it stinks. That one's just had a big shit and messed itself. Great. There'll be loads of flies and fleas. And... <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's like they go to different elephants, it's like going to different restaurants? Like they've got, they've, got ta- they've got the tastier elephants that they prefer and then... You know, a quick sort of fast food elephant. Yeah, I should imagine so, actually. They don't stick with one. No, because an elephant's back is like a big table, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I've often yeah. thought that, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's lovely, you know, oh, no, I was going to say something horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think follow your instinct, Cathy, let's hear it. No, but it's sort of horrible because they used to, and they used to hunt and all that. They yeah. used to get their beautiful legs and they used to turn them into fucking... Umbrella stands, yeah. or do you know what I mean? Big ashtrays. Oh, dirty bastards. 
Imagine doing that, these beautiful yeah, no, creatures. Messed up, isn't it? Well, that's lovely. So you're going to be a little ox pecker. Yes, please. Pecking on the back of the elephants and the hippos. Yes. And having a beautiful time. Great. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. Goddess Charlie, you all right? You look a bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, <laughs> you're biting your nails and your leg is shaking like a horny chihuahua. Oh yeah, now you mention it, I do feel a bit stressed. Come on then, spill the beans to Auntie Kath. What's on your mind? That's the weird thing, I don't actually know. It could be the endless sleepless nights I spend strategising on how I'm going to get a ticket to Glastonbury this year, or it could be the triple espresso I necked to make sure I didn't fall asleep on the way to work. Blimey, Goddess. Whatever it is, you should invest some time in getting to the bottom of it. You're right. It's no good letting things fester and get out of control, especially when it's so convenient to talk to therapists now. Ah, you mean our friends at BetterHelp? Precisely. It's entirely online and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's BetterHelp.com slash wake. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The funeral next, is it? <laughs> so, lovely listeners, before we get into hearing all about Ed's fantasy funeral, if you find yourself wanting more fun, death-related content, head on over to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we have bonus content from our wonderful guests. We read through your real-life death funeral tales, so send your stories to kathy at deafpodcast.co.uk to get them featured. And we take it to the grave with a new quickfire game. When I uh, ate too much spicy sauce in Brazil and shut my pants. <laughs> Plus, you get all episodes completely ad-free. So what are you waiting for? Head to where there's a will, there's a wake.com for details on how to subscribe. So you're dead. What do you want for your funeral? Is it taking place in the church or are you more of an outdoorsy vibe? Not an outdoorsy vibe, I don't think. I think it is taking place in a church, but I'm not really religious, so it'd have to be like a deconsecrated church, if that's the phrase. Like, just a building that looks like a church, basically. Yeah. But I want, like, a proper metal-feeling funeral. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want, like, I want it to be really dark and gothic. Right, so a bit of an old crumbly church with yeah. like a hole in the roof. And, yeah, a bit of that. Oh, do you want your funeral to happen at night? Oh, yeah, that would be good. Oh, that's great, because yeah. we haven't had one of them before. Yeah, proper nighttime goth metal mm. funeral. I think that would be fun. And we've got these lovely sort of candelabra mm. here, and, and you, you want all this sort of stuff, skulls. Skulls and, and candles and velvets. Oh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just keep all this for you, babe. And Thank then, you. And then when you peg it, we've just got it all there, save your missus a fortune. You see, on decor. 
<laughs> just take all our stuff. Yeah, I think definitely like a real, almost, almost satanic. Almost satanic. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't get too satanic in a, in a church. It's a bit... It feels a bit weird. It's contradictory, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know? But that's the metal way, you know? That's what is they it? love to do. The real horrible metal people, they'll flip crosses upside down and all of that <gasps> stuff. Really? Yeah, very naughty. But uh, no, I think, you know, little satanic feel, but not full on, because it might make, you know, some of my family uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some of the older crowd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Might be a bit, yeah, you know. A bit spooked by the whole thing. And who do you want overseeing all this? Do you want a priest or one of your so, metal people that you like? Well, sort of a mix of both. Both. Mm-hmm. So the, actually this band that me and my wife went to see in France recently are called Ghost and the lead singer is dressed up like an evil bishop oh. sort of character and he's called Papa Emeritus and he wears black and white face paint and it's very silly yeah. but it's good fun. Uh-huh. So maybe he could he could be overseeing the whole ceremony. Oh okay. Is he French? No, he's Swedish actually. Ah. He's Swedish, yeah. Um, but they were playing in France, so we went we went over to watch them in an, in an arena. So lovely, Ed Gamble. How are you going to get to the funeral? Well, I want to do something different. The thing about doing podcasts is I, I do listen to this, so I don't want to end up picking something the same as someone else. Right, yeah. So I'd imagine you've had like horse-drawn carriage and big yeah. hearse and all of that. Yeah, I like the idea of having a horse. A horse, yeah, of course. But I don't want to be. I don't want to be on the carriage because that just feels a bit, you know, done. Right. So you know, in cowboy films where they get attached to the horse, yeah, by a rope if they get arrested or whatever, and just get dragged by a horse. Oh yeah. Maybe my body can just be dragged by a horse all the way to the deconsecrated metal church. Oh yeah, I think yeah. we could run to that. Yeah, I'd like. I think that'd be quite a gnarly way to arrive at, at a funeral yeah. if everyone's waiting and suddenly a horse arrives and I'm just being dragged behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Bits of flesh, sort yeah, of. Yeah, all over the place. Yours. Yeah. Or would you be sort of mummified, do you think? Well, maybe, yeah, maybe all wrapped up, so, yeah. I mean, that's a nicer image somehow, isn't it? Yeah. You know, all wrapped up. But, hey, what if your mummified bandages were tattoos? Oh, that's cool. You know, then it was all tattooed yeah. and, and and your mummified body. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. And then your drag, do you want a bit the rope round your feet or round your neck? Feet, I think. Yeah. Feet, I think feels better. <laughs> Dragged by the neck. Yeah. But yeah, all right, then a horse sort of, and what sort of horse? Oh, a tidy one. <laughs> a tidy one? A t- tiny one. Oh, a tiny one. Like a little baby pony or something, or oh, one of those really? little little shire horses, yeah. Oh, how funny. <laughs> I thought you'd say a huge sort of black stallion because of your heavy metal. No, of... I think people would be expecting that. So I think oh, I'm more repre- represented by a tiny little cute horse, I think. Oh, that's darling. Yeah. Like a little Shetland <laughs> yeah, pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just clip-clopping along with me, dragging oh, me behind me. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and then this horrible sort of mummified, yeah. tattooed body. Yeah, horrible pizza death body. <laughs> <laughs> Probably still leaking at the arse yeah. area. <laughs> Because how long would it take to sort of get rid of all the all the stuff that you've stuffed into your face? Yeah, that's true. It'd probably still be pouring out. I mean, it's either I arrive with the horse or, I guess, Pete's Hut delivery driver. Oh, right, yes. Could bring me in, like, all of my remains in a box. In a box? Like one of those flat boxes? Yeah, like a pizza box. Oh, so then we'd have to cut your body into bits and have to flatten you like, yeah. um, like a tortilla presser. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. And then held together by one of those little plastic tables in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are they? I think they're to stop the cheese hitting the top of the box. But oh. they do just look like a little sort of picnic table for squirrels, don't they? They do. Yeah. They do. And why wouldn't you want the cheese? Oh, I suppose because then you'd lose a lot of the cheese. Yeah, you don't maybe. want it sticking. And also, if the box gets greasy, you can't recycle it. Oh, that's true, yeah. I, yeah. Doubt, I doubt they're thinking about that because they've put a lump of plastic in the yeah. middle of it to, <laughs> to stop it hitting, hitting the box. I don't think that was the, the thought behind it. But, uh, okay, so, yeah, so you're flattened into many spheres in a... In a, in a tortilla presser. In a tortilla presser, and then... Added into loads of pizza boxes. Yeah, so it would it'd be quite a lot of pizza boxes, I think. Uh-huh. The guy would have to... I mean, it'd be, it's a bad job for that pizza delivery driver. It is, but he'd probably get a tip. Yeah, he'd get a tip, wouldn't he? You know? Surely. Depends on what area of London. If I don't arrive within half an hour, <laughs> we don't have to pay for it. Cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Gamble's been cancelled because, uh, yeah, because we couldn't get him in time. Well, anyway, I think that all sounds very good. But a coffin, though, we're going to need a coffin, aren't we? Mm. All these bits will go into the coffin. Yes. What do you want your coffin made out of? Well, I thought about the most heavy metal coffin that I could possibly have. Uh And I thought, what about a coffin made of my own bones? Okay. (laughs) Do you want to drill into the logic of this now, Cathy? Well, actually, this is a good idea. So we debone you before yes. we flatten you. Makes sense, doesn't it? It does, actually, because if we've got your bones, that's going to make it quite hard in the old tortilla presser. <laughs> so if your bones are already been, you've been deboned, yeah. like a nice Dover sole. Yes. <laughs> do you ask for your fish off the bone when you go to a restaurant? No, I like I like the process of oh, do you? taking the fish off. It makes me feel like I'm working for it, you know? <laughs> it makes you feel like a man. Yeah. We were at a wedding the other day and the, the food was like just whole fish. There was like loads of whole fish, right. like sea bass that was plonked on the table. Yeah. And I was the one who had to take over. Just everybody wanted, oh, could you take the bones yeah, out of that? Yeah, yeah. People are very nervous of fish bones. I don't know why. Well, I'm quite nervous of it because, well, I think... You know what it might have been? Because the old queen mum mm. was forever getting fish bones stuck in her throat. Was she? <laughs> she was. And I think, I don't know whether that seeped into, you know, the sort of, I don't know. what I can't Consciousness? Think. Public yes, consciousness? Yeah. Public consciousness. Yeah. That fish bones can get stuck in your throat. So every time you're eating fish with bones in it, do you think about the queen mum? Sadly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a nice piece of deboned... That's very expensive food. Though. Yeah. And I, I did that years ago. They do it. Here's something else that have you done that uh, one with Jay Rayner? Out oh, to lunch. no, I've, I, didn't, I didn't do that one, no. He took me to a very, very posh restaurant and I had the Dover sole off yeah. the bone. But I mean, and it cost a fucking fortune, yeah. this thing. And because we're doing an interview, <laughs> so I couldn't fucking eat it. You know what I mean? I'm trying, trying to eat my food. He's going, hurry up, hurry up, we've got to get the pudding. I was like, but this is like 30 quid's worth of fish yeah. here. Probably more than that. Actually. Yeah. It's a very posh restaurant. Yeah, so I I want to be deboned like a posh bit of fish. Nice. Yeah. Well, Maybe I could go they could take my body to a fishmonger's. Well, listen, let's not get above ourselves. I don't know whether the fishmonger will really want you because it's it's sort of been made into a coffin. Mm. You know, so I'm just trying to work this out. So your spine, I mean, it'd be all see-through, wouldn't it? Are you talking about your bones sort of stuck around the wood of the coffin? No, I'd like 
because I'm going to be in, all pressed into circles anyway. Yeah. You could almost just make a small box and then just pile up all the slices. Oh, that's true. I'm just trying to imagine this. So your coffin is actually a skeleton. Well, we should we shouldn't debone you. We should basically deflesh you. Yes. So that what is left is the bones are, are yeah. all intact. So you are a skeleton. Yeah. And then all your innards and fleshy bits have been flattered and put in a pizza box. Yes. So they're ba- basically inside you. Yes. So it's like you're eating again. Yeah, I've eaten myself. With the very thing that killed you. Yeah. Circle of life. Fucking hell. <laughs> Never had this before. <laughs> what about your pallbearers? Well, I feel sorry for them, whoever they are. <laughs> yeah, me too, mate. <laughs> Hard to get a grip of you. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, we'll we'll have some comedians doing it, I think. Uh-huh. We'll have Nish Kumar, we'll have James Acaster, and then we'll just get some people off Gumtree at the last minute, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't mind, really. And these are your good friends, Nish Kumar? Yeah, best friends, Nish uh-huh. and James, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I think they need to be involved somehow. Uh-huh. I've known Nish since, you know, since university. So. Love. I think he's coming on this. So Is he? Great. We've been trying to get him for ages. Yeah, he's another busy one. Another busy he's one. He's another Alison Hammond. He is. They call him the Alison Hammond of satire. <laughs> 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 he's a busy boy. And so he'll be a pallbearer, bearer. He'll definitely. be a pallbearer bearer for sure, mm. for sure, yeah. And James will be a pallbearer. bearer. And, you know, it's, I don't think you're going to need more than two because it's just a skeleton, isn't it? One at head end, one at foot end. That's true. Head end, foot end, and then the arm's just dangling. Yeah, I think so. Just dragging along the floor, maybe. Yeah. Or actually what they could do, they could sort of tie them together mm. in that sort of death when, when your arms are sort of crossed on your chest, a bit of rope, a bit of old string, and then carry you in. I think you're more heavy metal than me, Cathy, with some of the ideas you're coming out with. Do you reckon? Tying up the skeleton with rope into the death pose. (laughs) See, when I was young, some people used to think I was a a heavy metal person. Yeah. I sort of got that look, I think, you know what I mean? A bit fucking scruffy and a bit sweaty. (laughs) And a bit sweary, but um, no, I was never, I was never into heavy metal. What, what are you into? What's the, what's the heaviest you go? Uh, well, I do like a bit of. Um, well, I used to going in. They call them mosh pits now. Mm-hmm. When I was young, it was called the front. <laughs> <laughs> so I did used to like going down the front. Yeah. To, to gigs and stuff, and but I was in sort of punk and. Yeah, I feel too old now to go in the proper mosh pits. Oh really? Because I used to go and throw myself around all sorts, and oh, you know. So great. And then, but now the next morning, I can definitely feel it in my neck. Oh yeah, my lower back bruising and all that business. I remember years and years ago, I used to go see the Pogues a lot, and I remember being at the front with the Pogues gig and just everyone going absolutely nuts. And uh, I realised I'd lost an earring, and so I said, "I've lost an earring," and everyone stopped jumping. It was amazing. Yeah. It's... Looked for my earring and found it, and then we all carried yeah. on jumping again. That's what happens. It's like a proper like community. There's rules. There's rules in the mosh pit. If anyone uh, says, oh, I've lost my phone, I've dropped something, yeah. everyone will stop and move out of the way so you can try and find what's on the floor. That's wonderful. Yeah, people get picked up if they get knocked over. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely oh, love it. Right. Okay, lovely. Lovely. So we've got uh, a eulogy, yes. haven't we? Who's done this for us now? My wife. I've not heard this yet. Okay. This is my wife, Charlie. Lovely. Charlie Crabsticks, as I know her. (laughs) This is the eulogy of Ed Gamble, Britain's best comedian ever, and perhaps the greatest guy of all time. 
And that's something I personally think, and I'm saying of my own free will. <laughs> he died as he lived, shoving pizza into his mouth. He was ambitious, as he proved by ordering 18 extra large pizzas, generous, shown by the one slice of pizza he let me have, and an entertainer to the end, shown in his final moments when he shouted, look at me, look at me, I'm going to eat all this pizza, and it's definitely going to be fine. Anyway, it turned out it was too much pizza, and he died, which I think we can all agree is a shame. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Lovely. I love the idea of ending a eulogy with okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> love you, see you later. <laughs> I think I got away with that there. I thought she was really going to put the boot in, but... Uh, that was very loving. It was a nice balance. Very nice balance. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think of your missus as Charlie Crabstick. Because she eats Crabsticks all the time. Because she eats Crabsticks yes. all the time. Yeah, yes. it's a great nickname for someone. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Crabsticks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, nor tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So, do you want to be buried or... Oh, we have a jingle. <laughs> you should really know when the jingles are coming, Kathy. I really don't. I mean, the thing is, you've, you've got to care. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> So, do you want to be buried or cremated? I think, I, I think I'd like to be cremated, mm. but I want it to be a surprise to everyone there. Oh, right. So I think I want them to think I'm going to be buried and then suddenly like someone will hire some, like an actor to be smoking and flick a cigarette accidentally onto the coffin and then the whole thing goes up. That could be me. Yeah, you can pop over. Because and... I do like a little cigarette. Yeah. I do like a little smoke. I'm very good at flicking off. Yeah, so maybe. Like cigarettes. I don't know. I've got to be careful. But... I'm mean, flicking cigarettes out of... Oh, we don't want you to do that at the funeral, Cathy. Come on. No, no. <laughs> but yes, no. So like um, like a sort of magic trick. Yeah, almost like a magic trick. But I, I'd like people to be shocked that it's happening. So they think I'm being buried. Right. And then maybe you're, you know, you walk in, you're having a cigarette, you just stick your head around the door, see what's going on. Yeah. Flick the cigarette because you're done with it. It lands in the coffin, the coffin goes up in flames. Wow. Yeah. Shock and awe. 
Shock and awe. So we've got these flames coming out of the grave. Yeah, it's just going to be when we're still in the church, I think. Still in the church? Yeah, I think so. Wow, okay. <sighs> Straight up. Yeah, this is proper sort of heavy metal yeah. video, Yeah, isn't it? and like green flames maybe as well. Green? Yeah. How come? Mm, just a bit of fun. <laughs> It's going to be quite difficult to muster up green flames. Yeah, I mean, but I want people to go, what was he made of? <sighs> I think if you put, what what burns green? There's something that burns green, isn't there? Copper or something? Yeah, copper. Maybe put a load of copper in with me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so there's got to be some copper in there now, but that's all right. But just chuck a load of two pences in with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what um, I really like about this, Cathy, is you do seem put upon like you've actually got to organise this. <laughs> 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 You'll go, oh, God, right. We're going to get some two peas then, fine. It's sort of trying to imagine it all yeah. happening, you yeah. see. I am one of those people that every problem's got a solution. Yes. And uh, what is going to be on your gravestone or plaque? Probably something like, I wish I'd ordered a medium. Some sort of, <laughs> All right. some yeah, sort yeah. of regret about my death, I think. <laughs> and I'd like, yeah, I'd like to leave a silly quote. Should have gone for the thin crust. Yeah, should have had thin crust, yeah. I'd like some sort of memorial as well. Right. So I think a fountain. Oh, okay. That people can visit, but I want it to be a surprise. So it'd be in Canazaro House in Wimbledon, yeah. but I want the water to stink. Oh. So when people arrive to to bemoan my death and mourn me, the, all the water stinks of egg. Nice. And then and then it says egg gamble on the fountain. So from now on you'll be known as Fried Boiled or Scrambled Egg Gamble. Perfect. That's very nice, yes, isn't it? I love that. The Rathbone's giving us a little bit of an extra jingle <laughs> for you, which I, I didn't really understand. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to... The Will and the Wake. So, The Will and the Wake. You've been ready to rest, but what's happening now you're gone? What's the wake going to be like? I think I want a bit of a party. Yeah. But you don't want anything too good because I'm not there. Oh, okay. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to have FOMO after I've been set on fire. Yeah. You know, so I think I think it should be it should be an okay party, mm. but no one's going to remember it, you know? It shouldn't oh. be one of the great nights. But then you won't be remembered sort of fondly mm. or, you know, cause it, because isn't that the sort of last memory that people have of people is the wake. It was like, oh, the, it was a great wake. It was a great send-off. Yeah. I think any funeral I've been to, I don't really remember the wake, to be honest. Do you know what? I think you're right, actually. Yeah. You try and remember the person from their life rather than the send-off. So mm. I'd like it to be fine. I'd like it to be absolutely fine. <laughs> I don't want anyone having a great time. Or if they are having a great time, I want them to constantly go, oh, I wish Ed was here. Oh. I want the fact that I'm not there to ruin their night. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think if you've been to wakes where they put up photos of people, there's yes. like a slideshow on a screen. Quite often, I just wait for the ones I'm in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just go, I'm, in, I'm on telly. Um, I want one of those with photos of me, but every so often, I want there to be a really embarrassing photo of me, <laughs> like me on the toilet or something. <laughs> so people only notice occasionally, was that him on the toilet? But they go quite quickly. So that... <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good idea, yeah. actually. <laughs> well, we'll make sure all this happens. So let's talk about the wheel, shall we? Well, what you got? Who's getting it? Is there going to be a jingle? There's no, because well, the will and the weight oh, comes it's all together. In the same jingle, you got me absolutely paranoid. No, now, I know. I, I, well, I I didn't know whether the pause <laughs> <laughs> either actually. <laughs> well, look, realistically, 
everything's going to my wife. Okay. Right? But there'll be plenty of my stuff that she just doesn't want. Yeah. So I've got massive collection of comic books that she probably won't want. Loads of trainers. Trainers? Yeah, I'm, I'm basically a 13-year-old boy, Cathy. Oh, you're one of those trainer addicts. Yeah, well, that was in lockdown. That was in the first lockdown. Yeah, but you like, couldn't fucking go anywhere. Yeah, I know. But I don't want to wear any of these trainers anyway because they're too nice. Oh, Ed, that's such a waste of money. Well, it's like a new car. As soon as you get it off the forecourt, it starts losing value. Gee whiz. <laughs> Why don't you get obsessed with stuff you can actually use? Mm. Like trainers yeah. that you can actually walk in. Yeah. Did you collect stamps as a kid? No, I collected uh, salt and pepper pots. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I decided I needed to have a collection of something. Well, all that fucking food you were shoving <laughs> into your fat little body it needed uh, needed some, uh, <laughs> some flavour to it. Yeah, I it? needed so many salt and pepper pots because I was just seasoning meal after meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I just decided it'd be salt and pepper pots for me. They're all still at my mum's house. Oh, your poor mother. Yeah. Oh, does she have to dust them? Yeah, oh, they're in like a little cabinet. Oh, so, a little cabinet. Yeah. So they wasn't a vast Oh, collection. there's probably like 30 or 35 salt and pepper pots. Oh, there. okay. One of them's two two pigs having sex. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice for mother. That's lovely, yeah. <laughs> and any of them of any value, do you think? I wouldn't have thought so. They're all like from the seaside, you know. Oh, right. Yeah, and there's, there's no proper antique ones in there. Right. I don't know why I decided to collect salt and pepper pots. What a weird kid. Well, no, I, th- I think that's quite a good thing to collect, actually. Well, you can have them if you want. No, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed too much salt anyway with the old blood pressure, so shouldn't be getting salt and pepper Well, pots. just take the pepper ones then. Yeah. So who's going to get them, though? Who are you going to leave them to? Well, it depends who goes first, right? If my mum's, you know, my mum can deal with them. Uh-huh. But who do you give salt and pepper pots to, really? Here's an idea. There could be a nice new posh restaurant mm-hmm. that has 30 tables. Yeah. And each table each, each has, has a, a, yeah. a rare salt and pepper pot. From my collection. From a Gamble's collection. That'd be nice, actually. It'd be a lovely yeah. way to be remembered. And I think all the wine I'll just give to, like, a children's charity or something. Oh, nice, for the kids to get pissed. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Got to learn about this stuff early. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should imagine that would be really expensive, wouldn't it? The By the t- yeah, I mean, it's a, it wasn't expensive when I bought it, but oh. I think the idea is that it's a bit of an investment as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're as baffled as I am by it, to be honest. I wish yeah. I'd not done all this. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids' charity is going to get all the wine? Yes. And they can do, like, tastings and stuff, you know. I don't think we should be encouraging this. <laughs> Children drinking alcohol, especially wine, because it's so expensive and such an acquired taste. We should just give kids meth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that okay, that's a good place for all my meth to go. That was second lockdown, I got obsessed with meth. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, famous last words. Famous last words. Well, what, what's interesting about my death is I'm eating, aren't I? So, oh, yes. I think it'd be quite nice if I just had my mouth full. <laughs> so I do say something, but no one ever really realises what it is. That's brilliant. So it's just... <laughs> dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that's what it will be then. <laughs> 
Well, thank you, Ed. It's goodbye-ish because uh, we've got more hilarious bits with Ed over on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we rifle through your real-life death anecdotes and play a quick round of Take It to the Grave. So head to where there's a will, there's a wake.com to subscribe. So, Ed, are you up for joining myself and Goddess Charlie on Six Feet Under? Absolutely. Fantastic. So thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that, mate. Lovely old Oh, he's going. He's going. He's going. He's gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. This is a Sony Music Entertainment production. My senior producer is Charlie Morrell and my producers are Naya Dio and Katie Bowden, or as I like to call them, my producer goddesses. Assistant producer is Archon Mohele. Sound engineer is Ed Gill. Production coordinator is Archon Mohele. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson.